Hello, welcome to the Grace Life Podcast. The message you're about to hear, if diligently applied, will absolutely change your life. We're praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, thereby allowing the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. Now let's join the service already in progress with Pastor West. Praise God. Well, I say this with me. Say, the Lord is good. And His mercy endureth forever. Now let's say it one time like we actually mean it. Let's say the Lord is what? The Lord is good. And His what? Mercy endures forever. You know, the book of Lamentations says that every day God gives us mercy. New mercy. You, you might have used up all of yesterday's mercy. I don't know. <laughs> huh? I mean, you might have really put a pull, uh, pull on it yesterday. Uh, the mercy of God. Well, I'm telling you, you didn't tap God out. Huh? He said, it's because of my mercy you're not consumed. Uh-oh. How many know if it hadn't been for the mercy of God, you probably wouldn't be alive? Y'all remember being a teenager? Yeah, well, okay. Hallelujah. No, you say teenager. What about yesterday? Okay. No, it's the mercy of the Lord that we're not even consumed. Hallelujah. You know, God's a good, 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 good God. So if you want to see His glory, you know, you know what you see? You see His goodness. Because His glory is His goodness. Oh, God's nature is good all the time. You, know, you, you, you look in the Old Testament and the Old Covenant and you can get confused by reading the Old Testament. You say, man, God was mad. He was ticked. I mean, you get in God's way, it just blow your head off. Uh, you need to understand something about it. Did you, did you know the whole Bible from Genesis, you can be seated from Genesis to Revelation, has one personality, has one central theme, has one person from Genesis to Revelation, his name is Jesus. Amen. Say Jesus. Jesus. Say Jesus is, Lord. Jesus is Lord. And Jesus is King. Jesus is now you'll have to decide whether Jesus is Lord or Savior. You say... What's the difference? Well, how many, how many of you know that you're saved? How many know if, 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 if he comes before we leave here today, how many of you are going to leave here and you're going to bust heaven wide open? Amen. 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 Well, <clears throat> that's because he's Savior. But do we live as him as Lord of our life? I mean, who's living your life? Hmm? Who's calling the shots? Who's in charge? So I say, well, I got the Holy Ghost. Well, good. Does he have you? Uh-oh, got really quiet in this. Yeah, got really quiet here today. So there's, there's a difference between lordship, right, and, and him being Savior. Thank God he's our Savior. But it's another thing to be Lord. Jesus told his own disciples, he says, why do you call me Lord if you don't do anything I tell you? Hmm? So he, he, he questioned himself. You're calling me Lord, but he said, you're not living as I am, Lord. How many know, here's what I found out in 25 years of ministry. I was a little slow to learn this, and I'll be honest with you, but I have found out in 25 years of ministry, this is pretty deep, you might want to make some notes on this. It may, may help some of you. I said, you may, you may want to make a note of this. 
You mean you, you come to church with nothing to write on? Hallelujah. Don't ever come to church with nothing to write on. Huh? Why? Well, see, I'm just a teacher. But how many know we have the teacher on this side of us? He'll just take a little something I'll say sometimes and he'll tailor make it for your life and then you'll get it, but then you'll forget it because you didn't write it down. Of course, I understand big pens are real expensive nowadays and paper, but anyway, we have some if you don't have some. But So here's what I've learned in 25 years of life and ministry. God is wiser and smarter than I am. Isn't that deep? Say deep. God is actually wiser and smarter than I am. Amen. And so if he is, and he is, then we can trust him in how many, how many ways? All of our ways. All of our ways. Not some of them, but all of our ways. If you go with me to, uh, to let's see, let's start off this morning real quickly. And uh, I got 14 sermons, but I'm going to have to pick one of them. Hallelujah. Which one? Uh, I want to go to Romans chapter 1 for just a moment. So we welcome you this morning. and. Welcome those on Facebook and a special welcome to River Church. River Church is live with us today, our sister church in, in Tuscaloosa. Amen. 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 We love River Church. Amen. Amen. Love River Church. Amen. Love the pastors. Amen. Love the church and the people. Amen. So we're so glad they're, they're tuned in today. Blue, believe we have a word that's going to change your life. Let the, uh, let the Facebook roll and whatever it says. It does happen. Don't cut it off for anything. Amen. Someone says, well, what if someone dies? Well, get it on tape. <laughs> the first miracle I ever had was six months, I was six months out of the ministry. Six months out of the ministry. And I've been studying, and I've been reading Smith Wigglesworth books all week, which is dangerous. Well, actually for two, three weeks. And I've been, I was reading Brother Hagee's book, The Believer of the Authority. Six months out of Bible school, and out of, out of everything that you can happen, I, I got to the end, end of my sermon, and I said, man, we're, gonna, we're, we're coming in the days that we're going to see the dead raised. You know, Jesus said, the, the, the works that I do, you'll do, right? And greater works. Right. What well, was that some of his works? Yeah. <clears throat> now, I had no idea when I said that in 20 minutes we were going to be working it out or trying it. And of all the people in the world who could die in church, my mother did. Wow. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's not one of those things that you rehearse. <clears throat> Amen. But how many know Jesus raised the dead? Yes. So we can raise the dead? Yes. How many believe that? Yes. I, I, uh, if I could get a volunteer, I'll show you how it works. Just need, just need, just need one, one. Uh, who give uh, uh, No. Say I can't get no volunteer. Amen. Well, what do we do? Well, she... She's there, and naturally, you know, that's mom. So, you know, you don't, you don't have time to go read your little Charles Cass book and make some confessions. She's leaving in a hurry. Now, I have found out if you bring someone back from the dead and they've been gone a while, they will be mad at you. Woo, they get over and see some things, and you, you pull them back to a place like Jemison. I don't care how fresh the bread is at Subway. You let them get over and get a little foretaste of that over there. 
It could be mom. It could be oh, oh you know, they'll come back from heaven and not even be able to walk in love with you for a while. Amen. So, uh, you know, I'm going to sign that. Do not do not resuscitate me. If I'm in heaven, leave me alone. Praise the Lord. How about that? But here's what Paul said. Paul said this. He said, in verse 15, Romans 1, 15, for as much as in me. I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. As much as it's in me, I'm ready to preach the gospel. You know, you say, well, I'm, that's Paul. Well, that should be us. As much as it was in you, are you ready to preach the gospel? How many know what the gospel is? It's the too good to be true news. It's not even good. It's too good to be true good news. Did you know that? Now watch here. He said in verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to, the, uh, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Right? So Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it the gospel is the power of God. People say, well, we just need to get, we, we need to band together and pray. Or maybe, if, you know, well, we're praying tomorrow night. Well, we're going to pray tomorrow night. You ought to be here. Why? Well, we're not going to be praying for more power of God. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> you know, I don't know how God answered that prayer. How could God answer your prayer for more power? He's given you everything. Amen. Right? Amen. I mean, it, it, to answer that, he'd have to ask you, where, where, where would I get it? Right? Yeah. Where, where would God go get more power to give to you to answer your prayer? Huh? Yeah. Is there another God? No. There's, not, there's not one God. Right. So he tells you, you want more power? He said, it's right here. The power is the gospel. So you don't need, no, you don't need more power. You just need more gospel. Amen. 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 You just need more gospel. Because in there, the righteousness of God is revealed. How many know us with the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Amen. How many of you are right with God? If you're, if you're born again. Born again. How you like that right with God? Now you're thinking about what happened Thursday, weren't you? Uh-huh. You know, when you didn't do so right. But it wasn't on your conduct. Amen. Now we ought to have good conduct, Right? But your conduct and your works never got you there. No one's going to be saved by works. Amen. That's the quickest way to get to hell that I know of. Just, just, be, a, just be a good person. We used to go out and do a lot of evangelism. Should be doing it right now. And, uh, and we'll be doing it right now. But here's the deal. And, and if we'd ask this question, here'd be 80 times the responses. We'd say, if you were to die today, God forbid that would happen to you. But if you were to die today, do you know where you would spend eternity? And we'd just sit there and wait. And they'd say, well, I believe I'd go to heaven. And we said, that's awesome. That's good. But why would you say that? Well, they'd hum around. They'd think, well, you know. And some of us said, well, I'd go down to the United Methodist. I said, oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you go to the United Well, and, and I said, and, and that was Mama's church and Grandma's. They, they, they were both buried there. Praise the Lord. So why would you go? Well, I'd go there too. Well, is that the way to salvation? No, that's not the way to salvation, right? Now, the one that, that threw me off the most, I mean, I'm just, I, I was a little slow. I asked this guy one time, 
He was, uh, I think I was at Peach Park. Y'all been to Peach Park? Yes. Do you know they got pies and ice cream? Yes. Watch out now. <laughs> so this guy was coming in and I just asked him the uh, same question. And I said, if you were to die today, do you know where you go to heaven? Or do you know whether you go to heaven or hell? He said, I'll go to heaven. I said, that's awesome. Why do you know that? He said, man, I'm an American. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know, I know we've got Apple, Pie, Chevrolet, baseball, and I, I'm an American. <clears throat> you know, you can do a Bible study, see, I'm an American, I'm going to heaven. I, I can't find that. I'm running, running the references everywhere. And I says, Sir, you lost me. I said, what does that have to do with you going to heaven? He says, he said, don't you know America is a Christian nation? He said, all Americans are going to go to heaven. He believed it. So I took him to a few scriptures. I put him under the law. I mean, the, the law still has a purpose. You said, well, I, you've been teaching us about the law and grace. Well, I have, but the law still has a purpose. The law was to be your schoolmaster to bring you to Christ. In other words, you need to know if you're sick before you go to a doctor. Huh? So you need to know you have a problem, so you look for a solution. So I just took this guy to the law, and I said, well, here's the Ten Commandments. You don't have to tell me, but, you know, just stop me anywhere along the line. I said, have you ever told a lie? Hmm? Have you ever looked the wrong way at something too long? Have you ever coveted some, something or someone? Huh? And, and then... Uh, so he, 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 of course, couldn't quote the Ten Commandments. Most people can't. They think they're supposed to live by them. Most of them can't quote over three of them. I mean, they, they believe that this is all based on the Ten Commandments, and they can't quote over three of them. They know they're not supposed to kill anybody. They're, they're pretty sure of that. Amen. But, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of ways to kill people. Hmm? I've been married 36 years. You see, I'm, I'm, now this is another Michelle. I mean, Jamie, I, I know about Michelle's. I know what living with the Michelle's are like. Praise the Lord. Now, there is, it's a French, there is the French name, uh, me, Michelle, right? It, it means what, lover of God. But I've, I've been killed with eyes before. <laughs> it didn't take any words at all. And I was able to translate. Amen. See, I'm, I'm smarter than you think I am. Praise the Lord. I wasn't as smart in my 20s, but I really gained some ground in my 30s. Praise the Lord. I used to tell people, I said, well, we had four children. She said, which one did you have? <laughs> and I said, well, I stayed up the whole time while you was in the bed. We took a Miles classes, yeah. They don't do that no more, do they? Do they still do the Miles classes? That's where you go, you know, before you have the, the baby comes and you're supposed to coach your wife, you know, when you know you're you're going through the process and before she delivers the baby, you help her with her breathing. They teach you how to do all that kind of stuff. And so they gave us some instructions and and uh well I was it's Chad here here's born. He's he's I think I was 24 when he, when, yeah, I was 24 when he was born. So Michelle would have been 20, 23, 22, 23, somewhere in there. And uh, uh, so part of the instruction was, you know, 
when they when, when they're going through and they're having uh, contractions, you know, and then the contractions are stopping to go, and you help them with their breathing. But there was one guy, and man, he was the smartest in the class. And it wasn't an instructor; he was just a guy who had several kids. He said, "Can I say something?" And uh, the instructor said, "Yeah." He says, "Don't get too close to their face when they get near <laughs> ten centimeters." And we asked him why. He said, she may knock you out. <laughs> he said, if she's having the baby natural with no epidural, you know, natural, I, I wouldn't have a baby natural. No, 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 no. I want the unnatural way. I want drugs. <laughs> I'm not into pain. Matter of fact, I would want a pill that would take me past teething and diapering. Hallelujah. Wake me up at, you know, when they get in three, about three years old. Hallelujah. Someone makes some movies for me up there. But anyway, I said, don't get too close to her because he says, she, that pain comes like that. And she think you did this to me. She said, let's knock you out and go on the other side of the room over there. <clears throat> so that, that was pretty good advice. But that has, that has nothing to do with all what I'm talking about. But I just, <laughs> you can learn so much at church. It just help you, help you, help you. Praise the Lord. How many of you are ashamed of the gospel? Amen. So we are a spirit-filled church. Amen. And uh, we, we believe in all the gifts. Hallelujah. We, we believe the, the greatest message is, is not faith. We believe the greatest message is love. Because your faith will do nothing without love. We preach who we are in Christ. That's important. But without love, you're just a tingling symbol. You're just, you're, you're just a noisemaker. It's all that you are. If love doesn't compel you to do something, your power won't do you a bit of good. If, if the love of God in you doesn't see anybody hurting you and want to go to meet their needs and there's not compassion rising up within you, the gifts will not be operating in you. If you want the gifts to operate through you, <clears throat> get in the love of God. Amen. Amen. And, you'll, and you'll begin to flow in gifts. Well, see, it wasn't hard for me to work up a want to for my mother that day because that's my mother. Amen. And there was nothing working in a hurry. I mean, you know, there's medical people in the room. And she wasn't responding to anything. And we just kept on doing the same thing. I said, I just rebuke the spirit of death. You will live and not die. Declare the works of the Lord. And uh, she had no pulse. And you could pull the, the eyelids back. There's no pupils that you could, it's visible. And that went on for, oh gosh, to me it seemed like days. But I guess it was just a few minutes. You know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it was. And uh, we just kept on rebuking death. I said, no, no, you have no authority over here. We have authority. We have authority in Jesus' name. We have the authority in Jesus' name. Death, death has no power in us. Amen. Death has no power over us. I said, so Satan, you just release her. You have no power to take her life. Well, in a few minutes, she came back, her eyes, boom, and she came back. Amen. And she had a marvelous testimony. I won't get into all that. Some of you know it. But I'm just telling you this. The power of God is in the gospel. Yes. So if you want more power, get in the gospel. Yes. The gospel is the good news. Amen? Amen? Now, I want you to go with the book of Job. That was the appetizers. Now let's get to the, the, main, yeah, the main course because we've got to get you all out of here by 2 or 2.30. I know we do. Praise the Lord. I, I know you've got things you've got to do. Job chapter 22. Or Job, whichever one you like. Hallelujah. Job 22, and I'm going to read from the Amplified, from verse uh, 21, I think, through 30. 
Verse 21 of the Amplified says, Acquaint now yourself with him. Agree with God. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good advice. Yes. Amen. Did you know you'll get further along in life if you'll agree with God? Oh, yeah. Huh? He said, if any two shall agree. Show yourself to be conformed to his will and be at peace. By that, you shall prosper and great good shall come to you. I like that verse. Isn't that some good advice? Hmm? Acquaint yourself with him. Agree with him. Show yourself to be conformed to his will. Then you'll be at peace. You want to prosper? You can prosper. And great good shall come to you. Amen. 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 Then he goes on to say, verse 22, Receive, I pray you, the law and instruction. Say instruction. instruction. From his mouth. Did you know the Lord's giving instruction? Yes. All the time. Did you know the Lord's speaking all the time? Yes, We're just not hearing all the time. Hmm? When the Lord gives you a word, it usually comes with instruction. When the Lord gives you a promise, it comes with instruction. Yes. John 15, 7 said, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. You can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. It's a, it's a marvelous verse. Ask what you will and it will be done. It had a little qualifier, qualifier on it. Remember, if you abide in me, Jesus said, and my words are abiding in you, ask what you will then and it shall happen. Well, there's, there's the part of the instruction. Verse 23, if you return to the Almighty and submit and humble yourself before him, you'll be built up. I'm waiting for y'all to get this. Return to him, submit and humble yourself before him, and you'll be built up, Amen. charged up. Yes. Amen. Put away unrighteousness far away from your tents. Amen. If you lay gold in the dust and the gold among the stones of the brooks, consider them of little worth. Make the Almighty your gold and the Lord your precious silver treasure. Then you'll have delight in the Almighty and you will lift up your face to God. Verse 27, and you'll make your prayer to him and he'll hear you. Now, you know where we're going with this, but most people, we just time just read verse 28, which is awesome. But you got to put it in context. There's a qualification before you get to verse 28. So then at this point, he says, make your prayer to him and, and he hears you now. You pay your vows. Now, here we go. Verse 28. And then you shall decide and you shall decree a thing and it shall be established for you. What a promise. Huh? Remember Michelle was talking about, we used to sing that song, I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. But we changed the words on it. I got a, I got a promise. I changed it again. So I got a knowing. That everything's going to be all right? Yes. Be all right? Amen. If I would sing it, if I could sing it, I'd sing it. I, well, I could sing it, but it hurts you. Hallelujah. Well, you need to have a knowing that things are going to be all right. So I so, said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the tide to turn, then I'll know. Man, you're working that thing backwards. You've got to get into the promise first. Man, you're, ask, you're asking the fireplace to put out some heat and you ain't cutting no wood. You're asking the flowers to bloom and you haven't put a seed in the ground. You're wanting to eat the corn and there's no stalk in the ground because you didn't plant a seed. 
But here he says, we decide to decree a thing, and that which we decide, say, say decision, decision, is a place of power. You have to make a decision. James tells you that, that a double-minded man will be unstable in all of his ways. Amen. Some people just, they, they can't decide. They're this way today and they're that way by this afternoon. And we're going to do this, but tomorrow it's this way. You know, one guy said, my decision is definitely, he's trying to decide. He says, okay, my decision is definitely maybe. No, not maybe. It's it, uh, let your yay be yays and your nay be nays, right? So you decide and you decree a thing. Now remember, we've already submitted ourselves to God, conformity to His will, His thought, and His purpose, right? We read that before, right? So we're not deciding things on our own, but we're submitting ourselves, yielding ourselves to His will and to His purpose in thought and in actions. So we make that decision and then we decree it. How do we decree it? Well, one way to decree it is writing it down. That's what a law is. It, you know, the, the, the king would decree and it would be established law. The, the other way to decree is by speaking or declaring. Yes. Right? So what you decide and what you decree will be established for you. And the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways. And when they make, when they make you low, get this, when they make you low, you will say, There is a lifting up. Amen. When the things of life come to you to lay you low, when the pressures and the externals of this life and the circumstances of life come to lay you low, no matter who's in the White House, look, presidents come and presidents go and God's always here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for the president. Yes. Thank God we got a president who's turning some things to, to help us. Yes. Praise the Lord. Do you agree with everything? No, I don't agree with everything. I don't even agree with me a lot of times. Yeah. You mean you agree with yourself all the time? How many changed your mind about something over the last year or two that you used to just say, oh, this is the way it is? Amen. I mean, I, there again, I learned that in marriage. I learned that the best way to have a good marriage is she's right. Yes. Even when I know she's not. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. I like to, I like to have a good home cooked meals. Yes. Amen. 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 You know, if they're not happy, you don't know what they might slip in there. Fella could just be gone, you know, the next morning. And they say, well, I guess it was his time. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't need to be meaner than a rattlesnake. Uh, but I, I've told y'all before, and I mean, if you, they ever give you a call and tell you that, so they say, well, Pastor West, uh, well, I don't, something happened. He took his life. I'm just telling you one word, investigate. <laughs> now, it, it's not true. It's not true. Amen. Someone pushed me off something or put something in there. I don't know what it was. Hallelujah. I have a great marriage. Amen. Hallelujah. I didn't want to leave y'all with the wrong impression there. Hallelujah. She's had to put up with some stuff. 
All right, Pastor Billings, don't you say amen too much over there. Hallelujah. Every time, every time we're with him, he'll shake his head. He'll like, my, 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 I'm so sorry, Michelle. He said, I'm not praying for you enough. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Hallelujah. You know, but that's the way it works. Did you know opposites attract? Yes. It's true. Opposites attract. Usually people marry the opposite. But that's not, that's not, you need more advice other than they attract. So you can attract, but I mean, but, but, but can you stay together after you attract? Right? So you got a positive current and a negative current, and they may attract one another, but, 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 but you got to go beyond that. So here we go. You should decide to create things going to get established. The light of God's favor is going to shine upon you. And when they tell you things are getting low, the money's drying up. You're backed into a corner. There's no way out of here. We can't do it. We don't have the credit. They're going to lay me off. The doctor's report is so-and-so. There's no way to fix this. Medical science has run the end of its course. There's a laying down. Scripture right here says when they tell, and when they tell you that and they try to bring you low, he says you say, no, 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 there's a lifting up. Mm, that's a good word. You ought to get that. There's a lifting up. And the humble person, he lifts up and saves. Who? The humble. Now, the proud person, he resists. The teachable person, the humble person. Amen. The one who conformed to his will, his thought, his will, his purposes, and his action. The one who says, God, I need you. I, I, I can't do this on my own. I, I, I got to have you. Look, look, look over Psalms uh, 37. We could quote it, but we'll look at it. It's, you need to look at it. I said you need to look at it. Psalms 37. Did you find it? It's on page 19. I'm sorry. Praise the Lord. Psalms 37. Verse 3. Trust in the Lord on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the reverse translation. No. Trust in the Lord what? Do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. How many of y'all believe the Bible? That's about a third of you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, we got a few more minutes. I'm going to try to sway a few, a few more believers to believe. You know, the easiest thing for a believer all to do is just believe. If a welder can't weld, he's not a welder. If I'm looking to hire you and you're a painter and you don't have any paint on your clothes, I don't believe there's nothing you're saying. If a mechanic has never come in contact with grease, do not get him to fix anything mechanical. Is that right, Brother C? That's right. Amen. So, he says, delight yourself with the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. 
your heart. Your heart. How many have some desires that you haven't saw yet? How many still got some things in you want to see? Amen. We've got about 20% of you out there. Hallelujah. I mean, y'all are walking in the fullness of all of it. Hallelujah. I mean, really, you have some things that you haven't saw the fullness of yet, but you want to, you want to experience them. You don't want to just hear the scripture about it. You want to walk in it. Huh? The Bible says of his fullness we have received. Ooh, the fullness we have received. It says you're complete in him. Now, I know they've got them bumper stickers out there that says the Lord's still working on me. No, he ain't. He's working on you. Now, I made someone mad when I said that. because Now, if you've got it on your bumper, don't, and you're out there, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you mad. But the Lord's not working on you. He's working in you. When he came in, he brought everything in. Did you know that you are the headquarters of God? Did you know that God doesn't live in the heavens anymore? He doesn't live in a box. The Mosaic Temple and all that. I mean, you know, some say, well, I, I, I think they're about to find, you know, where, you know, the tabernacle and all that where Moses, well, that'd be good. That'd be wonderful. It'd be a great artifact. There's no power in it. Amen. God changed addresses and he moved in you. Amen. Ephesians chapter two says you've become the habitation of God. Amen. So God took up headquarters in you. Yes. What are you saying? I'm saying you're the address of God. Wherever you go, he goes. You are a mobile throne. Yes. <laughs> Wherever you go, he goes. Greater is he that's what? In what? What? In Israel? In Jerusalem? In church? No, in you. So if I'm at Walmart or Dollar of the Gentle or Family of the Dollar, or McDonald's. I ain't been there in a long time. Praise the Lord. Fries, fries. What's fries taste like? Hallelujah. But anyway, wherever I go, he goes. Huh? I'm carrying him. Amen. I'm carrying him. And I'm carrying the resources of him. I'm a carrier of the glory. How many of you know God's the Lord of glory? So if you're carrying him, you're carrying glory. Yes. If you're, is he love? Yes. Then you're carrying love. Yes. Love? Yes. You're carrying agape love. Yes. Not, not this phileo love. That's why every other marriage ends in divorce in America. It's, it's sad. Same, same statistic for the church. You know, will you? Yes. Will you? Yes. Will you? Yes. And then about 18 months later, they said no. Why? We fell out of love. We quit following. <laughs> read, won't you read a book? Hey, Bill, can I ask you, uh, to be a certified mechanic for Toyota, did you have to go to school and read some books? Oh, you did? You, I mean, you had to take a class? I mean, you had to be certified. Oh, my gosh, that wasn't very nice. And did you have to go back? periodically and learn as because technology changes and all that and you had to had to what oh you had to go every year uh-huh so when you told your wife 47 years ago you loved her and, and you're waiting well wait wait she's waiting on number two boy i got really quiet here <laughs> i hope river church is over a shout hallelujah <laughs> amen
Barbara Streisand used to sing a song, You Don't Bring Me Flowers Anymore. And then that's, that's why she, you know, she was married like 48 times or something like that. Hallelujah. And the guy wasn't bringing no flowers. So she just wrote songs about it. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, but God loves her, but I wouldn't have brought her none either. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, take that back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Commit your way into the Lord, trust in Him, and, and, and do what? He shall bring it to pass. Yes. Commit your way into the Lord, trust in Him, and then He's going to bring it. He, he's going to bring it to pass. Yes. He's going to bring it to pass. Yes. Now, why are you trying to do that? It hadn't worked. You know it hadn't worked. How many of you got? To, just be honest. You've been. You're, you're a little tired of working on some stuff. And some of this stuff has names to them. John, Bill, Bob, you know, Mary, you know, all that kind of stuff. Kids, grandkids, whatever. Husband, wife, whatever. Amen. If you can't change you, how do you think you're going to change them? Uh, yeah. So commit your way into the Lord, right? Trust in Him and then let Him bring it to pass. Well, I can do it. I'm strong. Well, the Lord doesn't want your strength because it's puny. I'm not, I'm talking about on your best day when you're hitting on every cylinder. Woo, man, I'm, I'm quick today. I'm sharp today. I mean, you're hitting on every cylinder. God, believe me, God ain't got his notebook out taking notes with about anything that you're saying. <laughs> The Lord's now saying, now, I'm gonna, I, I wish I'd use that in that Bible. <laughs> and the Lord didn't say, now, that was good. We should have got that somewhere in the book of Ezekiel, somewhere. Just like, how come we didn't let Jesus say that? No. And Jesus told his disciples, because one of, who was it, Peter or John or probably Peter? Couldn't have been John. They said, finally, you quit speaking in Proverbs. Finally, you're talking plainly. Now we know that you're him and you don't need our, you don't need our advice. And Jesus said, well, finally, dear God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all finally got that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he was ready to go. <laughs> Amen. He was like, finally, I can go home. You know, Paul said it'd be better for me. Paul was 57 to 60 years old when he went. Of course, they, he had a little help going. They cut his head off, so that would, <laughs> that would speed it up a little bit. <laughs> but <clears throat> Okay, let's get in the Word right here. How to leave. Do we already get the offering? Because I, we did. Okay, I was like, I, Hallelujah, Pastor Bill. He, you can fix all this next week. Hallelujah. Listen. You ever went to a movie and said, "I don't know why we spent the money on that"? Hallelujah. You know, when I was dating Michelle, I, we went to movies. I don't. I didn't know what the movie was when we went and saw. I wouldn't study no movie. <laughs> I was holding that hand. Yeah. Praise the Lord. 
At two o'clock in the morning, I said, I just hate to drop you off here, but I'll see you early in the morning. Amen. It was wonderful. And Gloria still is. We had such a good time, she asked me to marry her. <laughs> well, you did, didn't you? She did. And it scared me. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Well, I pursued her for two or three years. I was trying to pull away from, you know, uh, Malcolm X over there, whoever he was. Praise the Lord, and it worked. I was buying records, you know, records. Uh, well, some of you know what a record is. It's kind of like a Frisbee, a little <laughs> bit bigger. Yeah, and I was putting them on her cars and all that. And the one that finally got her was Ann, Ann Murray. Could I have this dance for the rest of my life? I don't know why they picked that, because I can't dance a lick. <laughs> Amen. And so I just whittled their options down. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So commit your way to the Lord. Now watch here. This is the Amplified. Get this. Commit your way to the Lord. Roll and repose, uh, repose each care of your load upon him. Trust, lean on, rely on, be confident also in him, and he will bring it to pass. Now, did you see how he does it? Now, now you heard delight yourself with the Lord, right? And he'll give you the desires of your heart. But do you hear the instruction of the how he did it? How do we do it? Verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires and the secret petitions of your heart. But do you know when you delight yourself, if you look at the, those words up, it means make your heart soft and pliable. It's like working with clay. Right? I mean, you're just, if you ever worked with clay or potters and they're, they're shaping and they're molding and they're creating but they have to have the right kind of clay. And you have to be still and let the Lord work with you. Amen. Amen. Some people come to the altar to get help and they won't be still. You know, when you come to the Lord and, and you meet the Lord, He's not there to help you. He's there to kill you. Did you? <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> the Lord's not there to make you, uh, 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 you know, a, a, a better OU. He's there to kill the OU. You become a new creation. Someone said, where's the old one? He blew it up. He didn't fix it. He might have considered it and he said, this is just a mess. He said, just blow that sucker up. Blow it up. So the old man's gone. But there's traces of the old man in our thinking. And that's why he said you have to remove your mind. I'm sorry, uh, renew it. Renew it. <laughs> I've met a few Christians I think it'd be better if they could remove their mind. Just remove their mind and their problems will go away. Huh? You know, do you know the problem that you still have right now you've been working on for two years? It's not because God's not working on it. It's not because He doesn't care. It's not because it's taking this much time. It's not because the Lord's teaching you anything. It's because it's got deep roots in your mind. The sickness is not rooted in your body. It's rooted in your mind. 
your, your, your small poverty thinking, my small poverty thinking is not rooted in, well, we just didn't come from a family of means and I don't have, have much of an education or I don't, whatever. It's just rooted. Poverty is rooted in your thinking. Huh? He wants to do the exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask to think according to the power that works in you, not in your mind then. Not in your degree. Actually, if you want to study that, don't want to, if you if you got degrees, I'm all for degrees. If you got school and I'm all for school, you ought to get school and you ought to get a degree. Yeah. Amen. But but I'm telling you what, that they asked Peter Daniels one day, an Australian billionaire, they said, How do you become rich? And he said, and, and, and uh, Peter Daniels was answering the question from a young college student. He says, Well, what, what, what are you doing in college? He says, Well, I'm going to college to learn this, this, and this, and I want to be rich. He says, well, why are you in college? He said, well, my professor said, if I learn this, then I'll be successful and rich. He said, have you ever, have you ever been to his house? He says, no. He says, find out where he lives and see if you like his house and see what he, see what he drives. Hmm? So statistically, statistically, just in America, I don't know around the world, but it's, it would be true everywhere. Did you know that the A student generally works for the B student? Statistically speaking, this is true. And did you know the B student works for the C student because he owns the company? Not, not, not 100%, but, but I, I'm, I'm just saying statistically, the A student and the B student works for the C student. God actually uses dreamers. Now, we can have some very youthful dreams. They don't, they're nothing more than pizza. You know, when, you know when, when a boy's four years old, in my day, you know, you want to be Superman or Batman or, you know, or, I mean, you want to, you know, NASCAR or whatever. I, you, know, you know, I didn't, preaching wasn't on my, believe me, it wasn't. I mean, I, I didn't wake up five, so I'm going to be a preacher. Never had that thought. Well, you know, so, but God gave Joseph a dream. But Joseph wasn't ready for the dream. You know where he got ready? Hmm? And lots of persecution. He got ready in the pit. Then they took him out of the pit. Really nice brothers he had, right? Then they sold him. They sold him. <clears throat> and then they took him and they put him on a block and they auctioned him off as a slave. And he's got this dream from God in his heart. And he's sold as a slave. Let me say, I wish God give me a dream. <laughs> well, Joseph ends up, long story short, Joseph ends up 13 years in prison. And God never changed his mind about Joseph. And if you read the story of Joseph, from God's perspective, it says Joseph was in prison. But as soon as he was in prison, they saw God was with him. So they put him in charge of prison. Amen. Now, if I'm going to be in prison, I'd rather be in charge. I think he get a little bit better food. I don't know. But anyway, just so, but he was put in charge. But here's what the scripture says about Joseph. It says, and God was with him and Joseph was prosperous. Yeah. It says when he was on the auction block that he was prosperous. Yeah. So how can you, and, and, and how can we think you're being sold as a slave and God called that prosperous? Well, it wasn't, it, it wasn't the being sold as a slave. God, God with him. Yeah. If God's with you, is God with you? Yeah. Oh, you're prosperous. Yeah. You, 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 your money will catch up. Did you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. 
If you're with God, your money will catch up. Amen. If, if you're with God and you know you got a promise, everything's going to be all right, you got a knowing, yes. your health is going to catch up. Yes. He said your health will spring forth speedily. Yes. Well, I'm looking to get married. Well, married the right one. Dear Lord, don't, you know, I, 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 I give advice to just no one ever listens, it seems like. You say, well, they kiss good. Well, that doesn't mean nothing because, I mean, I, I'm just telling you, they are some good kissers out there, I guess. I don't know how to leave. <laughs> but that's going to change after a while. Huh? That's going to change after the second day of marriage, you know, when you wake up and you look, good morning, darling, and no one has found the Listerine yet. And you look over him, and now he's got this little thing right here. <laughs> You're like, yeah, what in the world? Looks like 40, more, uh, 40 miles of asphalt that's been tore up waiting to be repaved. Hallelujah. <laughs> so if you're doing it for all that external stuff, that, that, that's going to leave one day. Praise the Lord. You need a better reason. So if you, if you want to just go try something, don't try it in marriage. I'm just saying, if you want to try something, go to Hardy's and try combo number 80 if you ain't never tried it. <laughs> you may go down the road and throw it up and say, I'll never do that again. But God's got the perfect one for you. He's got the right one for you. Because see, you're gifted. You're called of God. You've got a plan for God. There's someone that compliments that. And there's a divine flow in the two of you. And the two shall become one. Yes. The two shall become one. Yes. What God puts together, let no man put asunder. Right. Hallelujah. Well, see, we're one with him. Yes, the Bible says he that's joined the Lord is one spirit with him. Yes. One. We're, we're one with God. We're in union with God. Yes. That word union means laminated. Yes. You know what laminate floors are, don't you? These are layers that are put together. They're glued so tightly that you can't, you, you can't tell they're layers. You're, you're glued to God. He super glued you. He puts you together. I'm with him. He's with me. I get a bill that comes in and I can't pay it. I said, Lord, look at there. You got mail. <laughs> That's right. The car blows up. It says, I've got to have a new motor. I said, Lord, look at there. your transportation. You, you need to do something. Hallelujah. I heard someone the other day said that, that, that uh, the Lord gave him a, a car. Amen. Amen. The, I mean, just a nice car. Just someone said, I'm, the Lord told me to do this, and here's the keys, and here's the title. Hallelujah. I'm talking about like with no payments. Now, that's a lot different than the Lord told me, saying, the Lord told me that you're, I'm to sell you this and you're to take my payments. I mean, that's not. <laughs> I, I went down there, traded in, and they're, they're not even going to give me. Uh, that's 4,000 below payoffs. The Lord told me to sell it to you. Now, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not a blessing, right? God's all about increase. How are we doing? So he said, do you want the desires of your heart? Well, then commit your way to him. I know this is simple. But we're not doing simple stuff. Brother Hagin used to call, he says, we, we, we need the ABCs of faith. Just sometimes the ABCs. 
This is what they do in athletes when they lose games. And when they don't lose games in training, they, they go over the basics all the time. I mean, how many times have you heard a coach? How many times have you ever heard, since Tuscaloosa is watching, how many times have you ever heard Nick Saban say to his players, the reason why that happened is because my player was out of position. Well, God is positioning you to score. He's positioning you to increase. He's positioning you to have your, have your healing, your miracle. But you got to be in position. Part of being in position is expectation. People who are expecting nothing are never disappointed. Hmm? Are you expecting? You should be looking all the time. Blind Bartimaeus was expecting. He heard about this man, Jesus. And they said, and he, he, heard a, he heard a noise. And he asked the people around him, who is that? He said, someone's coming up the road. He said, well, who is it? It must be someone really important. And then he found out there was this man named Jesus. And he said, oh, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. That's, Jesus. that's the one that I, I, I've been hearing about. Heals the sick, heals the blind, heals the lame, raises the dead, sets the captives free. Yeah, he's coming. And as he got closer, wasn't blind Bartimaeus chapter, Mark chapter 10, I think it is. What did he do? The Bible said he began to cry out. He began to what? He began to cry out. Why? Because his miracle was coming and he didn't want to miss that moment. Don't miss your grace moment. Don't miss, hey, this is the last days. God chose you in this generation for this time. Don't miss this time. Don't miss your grace moment. Don't miss your God appointment. Oh, I'm telling you. And I don't know what day that Jesus was born on. It might have been on a Monday or a Thursday. I, I don't know what day he's born on. But there's people within 500 feet that didn't, didn't know. Not that they, I'm saying they should have failed something. But here was the Messiah who was just born and they didn't have a clue. But we're not clueless. This, this whole earth is groaning with an expectation. The Bible says of the manifestations of the Son of God rising up into this glory. Isaiah said, Arise and shine, for the glory of God has risen upon you. That's Old Testament. Not rising upon you anymore, it's rising up within you. Amen. Huh? You're a, you're, you're a light that's beaming from the inside. You're radiating from the inside. Moses come down from Mount Sinai with the Ten Commandments. He'd been with God for 40 days. And man, he was like a neon bulb. Boo, 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 boo. Presence of God, 40 days. And he, he, he put a a covering over his head. He didn't want to scare him. He was, he's so full of light. But the Bible says the, the Ten Commandments is the law of sin and death. Mm -hmm. It's really the law of condemnation. And since it was, the glory began to fade. But your, your glory in the new covenant is now fading. I said it's getting brighter. And it's getting brighter. And it's getting brighter. How you want to get it brighter? You think about it. You talk about it. You meditate upon it. You act upon it. You think about it. You work in it. Amen. Wouldn't take me much to get happy. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to just stay here for 80 years and 100 years and just, I don't know, live a normal life. We, we, we have a normal life. We have things we do, you know, we keep house and, you know, trim bushes and cut grass and kill weeds and 
dust and vacuum and mop and all that and raise kids and all that. That's part of life too. Amen. But I want to do something. Don't you? I want to do some of them greater works. Hallelujah. I, 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 I've been privileged to see some things. It, it, it's addicting. It is. I mean, after you get your first dead person raised, you say, let's, let's do that again. And that's just like, that was fun. <laughs> you know, when the paramedics are going like, paramedics are like, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't get it. I'm thinking, well, I learned that, you know, I was in the 10th grade. No, you didn't learn it anywhere. Amen. I've been privileged, not, not me, but just the Christ in me. To be in hospitals where this is going to happen and that's going to happen and I can't tell you how many times I've seen these amazing things. Where this is, well, this said the uh, this is going to be amputated tomorrow, and that's going to be amputated tomorrow, or, or the, the the young girl, the, the the you have cancer on your ovaries, and sorry, you won't be able to have any more children, but we we got to get them out because it'll spread to your entire body, and then you just get to get on there and just pray, and just lay hands upon them, and just curse that cancer to leave their body, and and the, and the cancer disappears in just a few minutes. Hallelujah. Well, I, I didn't learn that at Chunk County High School. There wasn't a course in that. Amen. Going to see feet amputated and legs amputated. And you're a carrier of the glory. The works and the greater works. Jesus said, you lay hands on the sick and they'll what? They'll recover. Well, the reason I laid hands on it because I read that scripture and believed it. Hmm? See, it's not just in the doing it, it's in the believing. The Word's not working for you because you read it and it's in the Bible. You're not receiving anything based on what God can do. No one in here is receiving based on what God can do. He can do anything. It's based on what you believe. They asked Jesus, what do we need to do to do the works of God? I mean, these, these disciples are seeing amazing things happen. They say, what can we do to get involved like this? How can we get in on this? And Jesus says, well, I'm, I'll be glad to tell you. And they got out their notepad. They figured it was going to be about this long. He said, I believe. Hmm? That's what he told Martha, right, about Lazarus? He said, I told you, if you just believe, you see the glory of God. You want to see the glory of God? Just believe. So I'm, saying, I'm trying to believe. Well, stop trying to believe. Where do we learn that from faith people? If we learn that from faith, the word of faith people, we need to get it out of us. Well, we're, we're just trying to believe God. Well, when's it going to take root? Hmm, oh, got really quiet here, didn't it? Well, we're believing God. All right. How long? You ever, went to the, you ever went to the dentist and they extracted the tooth, took it out? Would you believe two weeks later it was gone? <laughs> you might be two weeks have a tender spot. Three miles tender, a little bit bloody. It's gone. Gone. It's gone. What? Pulled it out. Yeah, well, I believe I'm healed, but I don't feel that well. Well, your body's catching up. Huh? Jonah was in the well of the fish. And he said, I should have obeyed God. I really should have went down to Nineveh. You know, and when, and when you're inside of a whale for three days, three nights, you could change your mind. Because yes. that boy had a whale of a problem. Yes, 
He changed his mind. And when he changed his mind, God's merciful. Right? And the fish spit him up. Now, where did he take off to? San Antonio? No, he went to Nineveh. He wouldn't tell them what God said, tell them. See, so when you make your heart soft and pliable before God, he'll put his desires in your heart. I never want to be a preacher. I mean, there's never, ever had a thought about being a preacher. I went to Bible school and I wasn't even going to be a preacher. I said, I don't even know why I'm here. I'm going to be a Christian businessman. I'm going to be rich and write checks to missionaries around the world. And the Lord just let me believe that. The Lord lets you believe anything you need to believe to get you where he, I mean, he only talked to you. He said, well, there you go. He knows a bit of it ain't true. Huh? I believe his name ought to be Jehovah Trickster. <laughs> Amen. But the more that I made my heart available to him, the more I yielded to him, the softer my heart became. He would just plant his desires within me. And then his desires became my desires. And then when I asked for God for this, boy, my prayers get answered just like that. Why? Because I finally prayed his desire. Oh. So now watch here. We've got to bring it to a close. Verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. Roll the care of the load on him. Got any cares in the house? Oh, I'm sure there's none here. Trust, lean, and rely on, and be confident also in him, and he will bring it to pass. Verse 7 says, be still and rest in the Lord. How do you know you're in faith? You get still. Faith is rest. How do you know you're in faith? You have joy and peace, and you're at rest. In the Lord. Because I rolled it over on Him. I don't have a problem. Well, it looks to me like you got a problem. Well, I can't look, look like to you. Jonah changed his mind, but I don't know how long it was before the whale spit him out. But there was a period, a period of time. But after Jonah made that decision and repented of it, he was, in the, he was, he was still in the whale's belly. And, here, and this is Jonah's own words. You ought to read it. He said, I'm in here. Look here. My gosh. He said, uh, he called his circumstance lying vanities. I'm thinking, lying, boy, boy you, in the, <laughs> you inside the whale's stomach and you're saying, nah. Well, faith is not denial. See what I'm saying? You, you know, people have been taught faith sometimes in ways that this, the, it, was, it, was, it was not right. If, if the dentist says you have a cavity, you say, I, I don't receive that. Well, you receive not receive it, but it's a cavity. Right? Now we can deal with it or not deal with it. Hmm? I mean, I don't want to meet a guy on the road who's, who's got 2% sight and says, and, and says, ah, I don't need no glasses. Don't, don't get on the highway and pass me nowhere. Hallelujah. Get, get you some help on the way to where maybe you won't need that help. So we're going to commit our ways to Him. We're going to roll the care upon Him. We're going to trust in Him, be confident in Him, and He's going to bring it to pass. Amen. Now, in closing, let's go to Psalms, Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs 16. How are we doing?
verse 1. I'll stay in the Amplified for a moment. Proverbs 16, 1 says, The plans of the mind and orderly thinking belong to man, but from the Lord comes the wise answer of the tongue. In other words, we, we, we make plans. And that's actually scriptural. It's good to have a plan. But how do you know plans can change? Sometimes your plans get modified. Sometimes there's different seasons. And God will have you do it this way. Then that'll come to an end. Then he'll say, now do it this way. Well, but we've always done it this way. Well, yeah, but now there's a shift. Now, now there's a shift. Well, we need to go find a prophet and find out what to do and get a prophecy. And I love prophecy. And I love the prophetical ministry. But not at the expense of the word. You're not supposed to find a man or woman. I don't care what, how great the gift is. To try to figure out what you're going to do with your life. Now you understand, I am not putting down the gift of prophecy. Thank God for the gift of prophecy. But you know in heaven, all that's going to pass away. We won't need that. We won't need any of that. Amen. You say, well, I just need a word from God. Well, here's thousands of them right here. Remember Jesus' disciples was with him out on the Mount of Transfiguration and they saw it. And they were so, they were so amazed. Who was there? Jesus was there. Who else was there? Moses was there. Who else was there? Elijah was there. And was it Peter said, man, we ought to just build a, a tent here, a tabernacle. And just, he said, this is amazing. Peter said later on, he said, we saw that. We were there. We were with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration and we saw the illumination from heaven. He says, even though we saw that, he said, we got a more sure word right here than what we saw with our eyes. Hmm? You want to get God's attention? You want, I said, you want to get God's attention? Let him find your reading just a little bit and believe in this a little bit. You don't need too much word. You don't have a word. You need to get some word in you to go, to go down the road a bit. You don't need instruction number four when you had not done one. Siri doesn't do that on your telephone. I just went to Florida last week. It was 600 miles. She didn't spit it, all, spit it out all at one time. That's just too much, too much information. What if Siri, if I'd have put in an address and she'd just spit it all out, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, let me get on 65 first. Right? So, Smeary, uh, Smeary, <laughs> Smeary, Siri. Of course, now on my phone, if, if you men, you may, you may know, may not, you can change the voice. Did you know that on your phone? To a man or a woman? How I many of y'all didn't know that? Yeah, you, you, can go to, you can have Siri the woman or Siri the man. And sometimes I, I do the man because I have a lot of women telling me what to do all the time. And I just thought it would be nice to go to a man for a little while. Praise the Lord. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> What's for lunch today, dear? <laughs> the plans of the mind are orderly, thinking, belonging to man, but from the Lord comes the wise answer of the tongue. All the ways 
of a man are pure in his own eyes. But the Lord weighs the spirits and the thoughts and intents of the heart. And here it is. Verse 3. Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to him. And he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. Now, some of you got that, but some of you didn't get that. Row your works upon the Lord. Commit your works and your trust, your heart, see to Him, wholly on Him. God, God's into wholeheartedness. He's into total commitment. Then He'll cause your thoughts, because they're now His, really it's His thoughts. Your thoughts will become agreeable to His will. And then your plans will be established. And then your plans will succeed. How do I get God to fund this business? Well, you might, you might better go back and find out you're supposed to be in one. Hmm? Well, how come the church won't make it? Maybe the Lord never told you to start it. Maybe you were supposed to help someone. There's a lot of churches that should not be in existence, large and small. Hmm? Oh, they got anointed music. Well, they, they may have, or they may just have great musicians without an ounce of anointing on them. There's churches numerically that you think that there's just no way. Well, there is no way numerically, but God. Why? Because he's the source. And everything else is just resource. He's the supply. Amen. And if he has to raise someone up, some up on, from Saudi Arabia to ride up on a camel or the raven to come and throw it off. Hmm? Because, see, you're headed to a different day. Don't judge tomorrow by what you're seeing today. Don't, 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 don't base your, your health on what you feel today or what you don't feel today. Your destiny, anything based on that. It's, it's wrong information. The natural mind is the enemy of God. When you put your mind and you factor everything in based on what is and what I feel and what I'm touching and what I'm not look like, the Bible says that is the enmity of God. And I'm telling you, your mind will abort the plan of God. You want to pick at people who have abortions? You ought to pick at yourself. Tell your mind, we are not aborting the plan of God. Amen. We are renewing our mind, to yes. make our mind agreeable to the will of God. And then we let that come out of our mouth. Yes. We commit our ways to Him. Yes. We cannot commit our thoughts and our actions towards Him. We're rolling the care of this over on Him. Yes. I'm not doing this. He's doing this. Amen. He doesn't need my strength. He needs my weakness. He needs to know that I'm dependent upon Him. Yes. Well, I'm a self-made man. Well, you are a weak little sucker. Amen. I don't want to be of a self-made man. I'm very dependent upon the Lord. I don't want to be independent. I'm totally dependent upon the Lord. Amen. The Bible says be strong in what? In the Lord. Not you. Not you. Well, I understand the stock market. Yeah. A lot of people did when it crashed in the 1920s. All their understanding took them to poverty. Hmm? Which one was it? Uh, Isaac 
who sowed seed in a, in a land of famine and there was a drought and everybody was headed off to Egypt and God said, no, you stay here. Remember that story? Everybody, famine, crops are gone, agriculture gone. Everybody get out of here. Going down the road, God says, stay right here, boy. I made a promise to your daddy and I keep my word. I keep my, I, I, I keep my word. I do not lie. And I told you, I, I told some things to your daddy and, and I told me it would go on to you and to you, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and all his descendants. So there's no rain. And they all leave. And Isaac stayed. And what did he do? Exactly what the Lord told him. What did he do? He went out there and got on his uh, John Deere tractor. Or his Massey Ferguson. Or whatever he had. Got the donkey out, the mule out, whatever he did. And he sowed his seed in dry ground. With no rain. With no, with, with no rain. Y'all not listening. You think I'm reading some kind of Bible story. This same God in 2019, same God, same Holy Ghost, same word. Nothing's changed. Only people changed. God hadn't changed at all. God tells a man, uh, God, who is the most intelligent being on earth, tells you to put seed in the ground with no water. Now, that doesn't make any sense. Jesus tells his disciples when they, at the Canaan at the feast when they run out of wine. Remember that? And Jesus' mother got Jesus involved into it. And Jesus told his disciples to do what? Take these, what do they call them? Firkins, whatever a firkin is. Yeah. Amen, never had one of those. But anyway, hallelujah. Yeah. Take this and fill it with what? Water. Water. Mm -hmm. That don't sound very intelligent. Mm -hmm. I'm out of wine, filled up with water. Now, <clears throat> I have some education What's the main ingredient in wine? I would think grapes, wouldn't you? <laughs> Jesus didn't say go get any grapes. Huh? He couldn't run down to Publix where shopping is a pleasure and go get some grapes. Now, water is part of the contents of wine, but Jesus said go, go get the water. So Jesus will take anything that you'll give him and obey him, and he'll turn it into anything it needs to be. But you've got to give him something to work with. Give him something to work with. The reason why life's hard for you is because you're doing it your way. Elvis had a song. Came from Frank Sinatra. And he made it very popular. Elvis sang, and I did it my way. You know Elvis, baby? He said, I baby, I did it my way, baby. Yeah, and you're dead at 42. Overdosed. So your way don't work. His way works. I said his way works. And I'm going to make his way my way. I'm going to make his plan my plan. Hallelujah. That's all I can do. I'm just delivering the news, man. I'm just chunking the paper on the, on the porch. I can't make you read it. If I could, I'd tie you down and say, read, do, Hallelujah. I got to make myself do all that. Well, that's enough. Hallelujah. So we're going to roll the works upon him, commit them wholly to him, cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will, and your plans will be established and succeed. Hallelujah. God's good. 
So, once again, how many know you're saved? Anybody here looking to go to hell that's your, your plan in life? You said, like, can't wait till I get there. Love barbecue. Okay, good. So we won't do that. Hallelujah. We're all saved. Yes. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes. I'm sorry, I don't believe in the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Well, don't worry about it. The Holy Ghost, never bother, he'll never bother you with it. <laughs> Amen. Well, I'd be ashamed to do that. He won't bother you with it at all. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Y'all be filled with the Spirit. Not third full, y'all be full. Yeah, hmm? You know, when you top your tank off and it gets to the top, where does it go? Click. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, I'm going to get a few more clicks while I'm here. Until <laughs> 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 it gets ready to spill out, right? Yes. Don't go in life half full. You say, I've got a long trip to make. How much you got? An eighth of a tank? You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you, you ain't going nowhere. I got 20 people coming over to supper tonight. What y'all got? Oh, we got, we got a, a two tomatoes and a, and a pineapple and a half a can of tuna. You fix to lose all your friends. <laughs> they ain't never going to be, ever come see you ever again. <laughs> Hallelujah. You better go buy you some chicken in a hurry. Hallelujah. Order some pizza. Do something. Yeah. Hallelujah. I call you blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. I say your plans shall succeed and prosper. Yes. Amen. This is the year. Now watch here. This is the year. And I believe this applies to everybody who's watching in Tuscaloosa. I had this, I had this as a word from the Lord. The Lord's big into faithfulness. And he's big into reward and faithfulness. Yes. Amen. And he keeps good books. Yes. Did you know that? Yes. God's good, good with numbers. Yes. Matter of fact, he has a book in here called Numbers. So he keeps up with it. So the Lord's good and uh, good and knowing who and what and when. And the Lord is visiting people. Did you hear what I'm saying? Yes. Boy, I hope you get this. I'm speaking by unction of the Holy Ghost. He is going to visit people. And he's rewarding people in this now season, 2019. He's going to do it in River Church. He's going to do it here in this church. And he's going to do it for people all over who believe. Now, now you, you have to just decide whether you believe this or not. Now, this is for anyone, but I'm, I'm talking especially to the one he told me to talk to. I'm talking to Miss Dana Jones. The Lord said he will visit you and he was going to reward you for your faithfulness. You are probably the church member, the oldest church member of this church. Not by age, but I'm talking about your time here. I mean, I may have family, but... Uh, yeah, I think probably you've been with us from the very beginning. You're coming in when y'all came in, 1995, 1996, made it possible for someone else to come. Who made it possible for somebody else to come. Who made it possible for somebody else to come. Your seed and your, and your believing and your trusting and your throwing in and, 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 your, and your family coming in made it possible for someone else. Billy Burke said the other day, he said, I got healed by Catherine Cummins when I was nine years old. He said, I had three days to live. I was a nine-year-old child. My family had never given a, a nickel to her. Didn't even know who she was. But thank God someone did know who she was. And thank God someone has supported her ministry or you would never know who I was because I would have died at nine years old. So the Lord's changing some things for you and he's going to change it this year. 
He's going to rearrange some things in all of our lives. I'm talking directly with you. He's going to rearrange some things in your life that seems like there's no way to rearrange them because they involve other people's will. But you're going to roll all that over him and say, I ain't going to think about how we're going to get that done. And he's going to change and he's going to rearrange. Now, here's specifically what he said to me to, to tell you. And, this, and, and I want you to hear this because here's how specific the Lord is. You are a nurse. You are a surgical nurse. You have seen some things that <laughs> you have seen some things that some of us might faint if we saw. I don't know. But you have, you have saved, helped people, save people's lives. You have helped surgeons put things in. You have helped surgeons take things out. You have prolonged life, and you have been a caretaker all your life. Is that true? Yes, by profession. And the Lord says, but he gifted you to do that, and he called you to do that, and he says, know this, I'm going to be your caretaker. I'm going to reach in, and I'm going to put some things in, and I'm going to reach in, and I'm going to take some things out. And, I'm, and, and, and you're going to bypass some things physically that, that you thought you were going to have to have help with, and the Lord's going to supernaturally do some surgery on you himself. Did you hear what I'm saying? It may not happen all at one time, but I'm talking about you're going to begin to feel things fade away, and your youth is going to be renewed like the eagle. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. She may be the hardest one. You know, Bill used to be the hardest man to catch when he runs around here. It may be Miss Dana. I don't know. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. So get ready. Get ready. The Lord said, I've been watching and I've been keeping good records for all these years. And so we thank you. Michelle and I thank you for your faithfulness. And all of you. All of you. But isn't it, remember the Lord goes back and tells a story from 20 something years old. And says, I've been watching and I understand what's going on and I'm going to intervene and I'm going to move on your behalf and things will change. Leave all the how-tos to him. Rule all the care upon him. Make your thoughts agreeable to his will and watch God do what he does the best. It's just be amazing. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you hopefully tomorrow night at prayer. God bless you, River Church. We love y'all. Call you blessed. Favor to God, in Jesus' name, amen.